Today, I'm going to be talking about a topic that's deep in my heart. It's, it's about legalism. And what is legalism? Legalism is when we focus extremely on rules or the law. When we focus extremely on rules or the law. And what's the law? The law is what in the Old Testament people believed made them good before God. It's what people believed, oh, I just have to follow these rules. I just have to do these things and I'll be good. So this message, like I said, it's, it's very deep in my heart and it's been tough to prepare. I feel like I've been, um, I, honestly, I feel like I've been attacked spiritually. It was hard to prepare for this message, uh, but I'm here and I'm going to give it the best I can. So please have grace for, for, with, for me. Um, and really, this message is for everybody. This message is, is not just for your parents. It is also for us. So it's for you. It's for me. It's for everybody. We are all recovering from legalism. We all are. So if you guys would turn with me to John chapter 8, um, verses 1 to 6. It says, But Jesus went to the Mount of Olives, and at dawn he appeared again in the temple courts where all the people gathered around him, and he sat down to teach them. The teachers of the law and the Pharisees, these are the legalists of Jesus' time. These are the ones that focus on rules. They brought in a woman caught in adultery, and they made her stand before the group and said to Jesus, teacher, this woman was caught in adultery. Guys, do you see what's going on here? You guys see what's going on here? It's like if I brought one of you on stage and we're going to say your worst sin and we're going to let all of you decide what's going to happen to this person. Any volunteers? (laughs) Guys, this is exactly what is going on. Let's keep reading. In the law, Moses commanded us to stone such women. Now, what do you say? And this is key. They were using this question as a trap in order to have a basis for accusing him. Guys, a couple weeks ago, um, I was driving. I was with my wife. We were, in, we were in the middle of Conroe, and Annie wanted to go somewhere. And she tells me, turn right here. So, you know, me, I mean, being the obedient, loving husband that I am, um, I, I agree, right? I turn right, and as I'm turning right, I see this big sign that says, don't come in don't come in. And to me, that's just like a suggestion. I was already on my way. So I just kept going, right? And then we see another big sign that says, warning in big letters, don't come in, construction ahead. But I'm already in, like I'm already in. So we just keep going. And suddenly there was no more road. The, 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 The road became dirt road. And suddenly we were in the middle of a construction site. And in my mind, something changed. And I got transported from the middle of Conroe to the middle of the jungles in Costa Rica. (laughs) Guys, I was having the time of my life. I I was driving my car and I was sliding in the mud. The day before there had been a huge storm, so I was sliding in the mud and I was having the time of my life. Meanwhile, Annie's right next to me like, baby, I'm scared. Let's go back. Turn back. We're going to get stuck. I'm like, girl, I know what I'm doing. I'm I'm from Costa Rica. I know what I'm doing. But again, being the obedient husband that I am, I turn around, and as I'm turning around, duck. 
I got stuck in the middle of the mud. Guys, I got some pictures for you so that you guys can laugh at me. Yes, if you guys have the pictures. Here's the first one. That is Annie, obviously having the best time of her life. Uh, and my car, just full of mud. There's, there I am, trying to, trying to get the car off the mud. And of course, my, my wife is taking advantage of this moment to take a picture of me and saying, I said I'm from Costa Rica, I know what, I, I know what I'm doing. Of course, humiliate me in the middle of my worst moment. Next, and there's just me, really, really gross. I just wanted to show you that because it's gross. Um, but guys, how many of you know, we can get stuck in legalism. We can get stuck in making things all about the rules. In fact, in the Bible, we read it before, the Pharisees, they're the ones who focus on rules. Very rarely do we see a Pharisee turn back from their ways. Very rarely you can get stuck in legalism, and it's not easy to get out. So today, we're going to talk about how to get out of legalism. How do we get out of legalism? And I've structured this message. I've actually titled this message, Stuck in Legalism. I'm stuck in legalism. Um, and I've structured this message with the, the same season that, we've go, that we're going through, orthodoxy, orthopathy, and orthopraxy. And what that is, orthodoxy, what do I believe? How does that change my heart? And finally, um, how does that impact my actions? So that's what we're going to be seeing today. Let's pray. Jesus, we love you, and we love that we get to come into this place and simply worship you. God, I pray for this message, and I pray for every single person hearing today. I pray that they would hear your voice and not mine, and that you would reveal to each one of us our own legalism, that we, you would reveal to us how we focus on rules instead of focusing on you. We love you, Jesus. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Guys, let's get in it. Orthodoxy. What do I believe? What I believe is that it's about Jesus. It's not about me. Let me say that again. It's about Jesus, not about me. To get unstuck of legalism, you have to believe that it's about Jesus, not about me. Let's read John chapter 8 again. The teachers of the law and the Pharisees brought in a woman caught in adultery. They made her stand before the group and said to Jesus, Teacher, this woman was caught in the act of adultery. In the law, Moses commanded us to stone such women. Now, what do you say? They were using this question as a trap. Guys, it's a trap. Legalism is a trap. You see what the Pharisees and the teachers of the law are trying to do? They're trying to tempt Jesus with making it all about rules instead of making it all about Jesus. But it's against Jesus' nature to make it all about rules. So, so Jesus did not get stuck in legalism. But Jesus, look at what Jesus did. But Jesus bent down and started to write on the ground with his finger. When they kept on questioning him, he straightened up and said to them, Let any one of you who is without sin be the first to throw a stone at her. You guys see what's going on? 
What's going on is these Pharisees are comparing sin. They're comparing sin. Jesus says, the first one of you without sin be the first to throw a stone. They're comparing sin. And what happens when we compare sin, you know what happens when we compare sin? We're doing it all about rules. We're, we're making it all about rules because it makes us feel good. You know why? Because I can say which rules are the, re- are, are the real rules. The, which rules are the rules that I have to follow. And that makes me feel good because I can point the finger at somebody else and say, oh no, you're an adulterer. I don't want to have a relationship with you. Oh no, you're a sinner. I don't want to have a relationship with you. But we lie as well. And we sin as well. But we do this, guys, and, and, and we'll separate from people. Because we believe that we're better because when we make it about ourselves, we make it about rules. And we make it about, um, we don't make it about Jesus. In Costa Rica, um, I grew up there and I grew up in church. So we have a saying in the church world. We have a saying in the church world. When somebody leaves the church and is out partying and sinning and doing all these things, we have a saying, se fue al mundial. That's what we say, se fue al mundial, and it's a soccer analogy. What we're saying is this person is not just sinning, they're really sinning. They stopped coming to church, they're really, really sinning, and, and we think that our sin is not as bad as somebody else's sin. We do that. We think that our sin is not as bad as somebody else's sin. But let me remind you guys, it's about Jesus. What's this point? It's about Jesus, not about me. Romans 3.23 says, For all have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. Who? All. Not them. Not the people who might be doing drugs that you don't like. Not the people who insulted you. No, who? All. We've all fallen short of the glory of God. Romans 3.28 says, For we maintain that a person is justified by faith apart from the works of the law. That word apart, we're justified by faith apart from the works of the law. That's the rules, apart from the rules. Why do we focus so much on rules? We think that if we pray more, that if we read more, that's going to make us better in God's eyes, but it's not. It's by faith apart from the works. Galatians 5.2 says, Mark my words. I, Paul, tell you that if you let yourselves be circumcised, listen to this, Christ will be of no value to you at all. He didn't have to add that at all. Christ will be of no value to you. You get the picture at all. This is like, guys, do not make it about rules. It's about Jesus. You know who needs Jesus? We all need Jesus. It doesn't matter if you post post Bible verses on Facebook or you don't. It doesn't matter if you're a Democrat, if you're a Republican. It doesn't matter if you're from the United States or you're from Costa Rica or anywhere. Guys, we all need Jesus. Jesus, if we make it about rules, Jesus died for nothing. If we make it about us, Jesus died for nothing. So what do we believe? We believe that it's about Jesus, not about me. The second point, how does that impact my heart? Orthopathy, how does that impact my heart? 
Guys, you know what happened when I got stuck in the mud? I got humbled. The second point is I'm humbled, not entitled. Guys, I was stuck in the mud, and you saw the picture. For maybe an hour, I was like, I got this. I'm going to get us out of here. I'm going to do this. Meanwhile, Annie's laughing at me, and she's telling me, baby, we need to call someone. And I was like, no, I got this. I was still in the mindset of, I'm from Costa Rica. I know what I'm doing. I can get us out of this mess. And after an hour, I'm like, fine. I know who to call. And of course, they're right here, the Osteens. I want to give a big shout out to them because they drove all the way to Conroe to get us out. And obviously, I mean, uh, they've got like this monster truck Jeep, which is called retribution. <laughs> if you can't say it, nor it's retribution. And this thing, they just, they had a wench, I think that's what it's called. They, they, they grabbed my car and they pulled me out of that huge hole like it was nothing. Guys, Jesus can pull you out of the hole. I'm serious. When you're stuck in legalism, when you're stuck in making it all about rules, Jesus can get you out. Let's keep reading. John chapter 8, 7 to 9. When they kept on questioning Jesus, he straightened up and said to them. You see how they're stuck in legalism? They kept on questioning Jesus. Let any one of you, Jesus says, who is without sin be the first to throw a stone at her. Again, he stooped down and wrote on the ground. At this, those who heard began to go away one at a time. The older first until Jesus, until only Jesus was left with the woman standing there. Guys, what happened to the legalists? They got humbled. Theologians believe that what Jesus was doing as he was writing on the ground is he was writing every single one of their sins. Every single one of their sins. And imagine that there is no guy in this adultery situation. In fact, they think that it was a trap that they had put on this woman so that she would fall in adultery and they would bring it to Jesus so that they could trap him again. You see, that's what you do when you focus on rules. You start pointing the finger at somebody else. You start looking at other people's sins. Oh, did they sleep with that other person? And you, sometimes you don't even know, are they just sleeping in the same house? Are, are they traveling together? It's all legalism. Guys, we have to make it about Jesus. You can't, every single one of them couldn't throw the stone. They all left until only Jesus was left. All the legalists were humbled at the sight of Jesus. I've got another verse. It's in Luke chapter 18, 9 to 12. This is to, to illustrate this, to some who were confident in their own righteousness and looked down on everyone else, Jesus told this parable. Two men went up to the temple to pray, one a Pharisee and the other a tax collector, one a legalist and the other one a sinner. The Pharisee stood by himself and prayed. Listen to his prayer. God I thank you that I am not like other people, robbers, evildoers, adulterers, 
or even like this tax collector. I fast twice a week, and I give a tenth of all I get. Guys, do you see the heart difference? Do you see the entitlement of this Pharisee? Thank God that I am not like this person. Thank God that I am not like the robbers, the evildoers, and the adulterers. We separate ourselves. Look at what he does. He stood by himself. He didn't even want to be near the sinner. He stood by himself and said, thank God I am not like them. You see, legalism makes us think that we're in a different category, that we are holier than thou, that we are holier than other people, simply because we pray more, we read the Bible more, which simply because we think we deserve things from Jesus because of this. This Pharisee thought that he deserved God's grace, but not the sinner. It creates an us versus them mentality. It creates a, I'm holier, but you're not. And, and, and guys, it happens in subtle, well, in subtle ways. Where if I've been, I went and I studied in a Pentecostal school. Pentecostals will say, uh, at least we have the Holy Spirit and we pray. But then Baptists will answer back, at least we read scripture. At least we study scripture, right? And it happens, and, and sometimes it happens to us as well. Guys, I've met a bunch of people that come, come up and say, um, I've been a Christian for 30 years. What do you want, a prize? 30 years and you're still not humble about it? Don't you get it? It's not about you. It's about Jesus. We should be humbled. Guys, the spirit that fails to be humbled by the grace of God lives in legalism. Let me read that again because we, we need to catch this. The spirit that fails to be humbled by the grace of God lives in legalism. If we keep on making it about us, we will never be humbled. It is about Jesus and only Jesus. It is that simple. So, third point, orthopraxy. Um, what was the first one? What do we believe? We believe that it's about Jesus, not about me. How does that change my heart? It humbles me. It doesn't entitle me. And third, how does that impact my actions? It leads me to love, not condemnation. It leads me to love, not condemnation. John chapter 8, we're continuing. Verse 10. Jesus straightened up and asked her, Woman, where are they? Where are they? Where were all the people who were judging you? Where are they? Has no one condemned you? And she answered, no one, sir. No one. Well, neither do I condemn you, Jesus declared. Go now. Leave your life of sin. Leave your life of sin. Guys, grace is not, is not a get-out-of-jail-free card, so I'm going to go to jail. <laughs> Guys, grace is not a permission slip to do whatever you want. It's not a hall pass. Guys, this is, listen to this verse, Galatians 2.17, but if in seeking to be justified in Christ, we Jews find ourselves among the sinners. What does that mean? If we find ourselves 
among the sinners, does that mean, does that, mean that Christ promotes sin? Paul says, absolutely not. Absolutely not. This, that's not what grace is. Let me tell you what grace is. Grace is what empowers you to live a life without sin. Grace is what empowers. Look at this story. What happened to all the people who were judgmental, who were saying, you're an adulterer, you deserve to die, you did this instead of that, and you, and they focused on rules. What happened to them? They're all gone, and Jesus says, neither do I condemn you. Now go and live a life without sin. Guys, what empowers her to change is Jesus' grace, not the people's condemnation. Guys, I get it. It was stupid to go mudding on a hybrid. <laughs> I get it. I won't do it again, I promise. But it's not about the condemnation. It's about the grace that was extended to me so I know that I'm not going to do that stupid thing again. Guys, and this is my favorite part. Neither do I condemn you. Neither do I condemn you. Let's be real, this woman was caught in the act of adultery. This woman was caught sinning, and the law said she had to be stoned to death. That's what the law said. And some of you are still here, and you're feeling guilty about the, the mistakes you did in your past. Let me tell you what God says, neither do I condemn you for what you did that you can't let go of. Neither do I condemn you. Listen to this one. For what they did that you feel guilty about. Neither do I condemn you. Guys, catch this. There is no space in the kingdom of God for legalism. There's no space in Jesus to make it about rules when it's all about Jesus. Guys, so how do we get unstuck? We focus on Jesus. We let that humble us, and we extend ourselves to love other people, not condemn them.